Welcome to Camera Ready and Able, the podcast that explores the intersection of media change and personal growth. I'm your host, Barbara Barna Abel, and my calling is to help you tap into your superpowers, hone your message, and make an impact on the world. This episode is brought to you by the phrase goal mapping. A goal map is a roadmap for your career or your life that clearly lays out your goals and objectives. Per my guest for this episode, serial entrepreneur and CEO of Fuel to Fire, Midori Verity, goal mapping is a methodology that helps you stay focused in order to accelerate your success and can be applied to everything from brand building to making seven figures. Welcome, Midori. I am a visual learner, so I am all in on your mapping. Great, great, great. Yes, I am too. It makes it so much easier. Yay. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, we're all on the same page. But I want to say to begin with, uh, what is your definition of goal mapping? Because I just, you know, pulled something off, semi off your website and the internet, but could you describe it for us? Yeah, basically it's knowing where you want to go. You know, what's, what's the goal look like, the end, the end result that you want, and then you map it backwards. What do you need to do to get there? For clarity, for anyone who's new to this, what exactly is the value of mapping out your goals. Yeah. So what I see with so many people, Barbara, whether they're an entrepreneur, whether they're a young person who wants to achieve certain things in their career, it doesn't matter. What I see is that they'll say, yes, I want to be an attorney. I want to have a eight figure business. I want to do this, that, and the other thing. And they start doing all these different things that aren't cohesive and are mm. not getting them to where they want to go. So yes, they may get to where they want to go, but they're going to take a very long route, a long, painful route to get to where they want to go. So if you're an entrepreneur, if you have a business, the more precise you can be, the more mapped out strategic that you can be, your business is going to be far more successful. That's the value of a goal map. So again, I know that you have your audience ranges. It's for anybody. Anyone who really wants something bad enough, if you can set up a comprehensive map to where you want to go, it makes it more fun, it makes it more tangible, and you're going to get there a lot quicker with a lot less pain. I'm a big believer too in the notion of write it down, make it happen, which is, there's a book by the same title. So I do want to go a little deeper, the difference between mapping versus writing it down. Yeah, so... Of course, you want to write it down. You want to know where you're going, right? What, what are your big, stretchy, exciting goals? But what happens is, and there's a lot of studies that back up what I'm about to say. So let's say we're starting a business, right? We're like, oh, I, you know, I'm tired of working for Joe Schmo and I'm going to go out on my own. That's the dream that I've had for so long and I'm going to do it now, right? So I'm going to build a massive eight-figure business. Okay. So that's what, what the plan is. If they don't have it chunked down into 90 day, I, I suggest 90 day goals, which is something that's been proven to be very effective as an entrepreneur that you are wearing so many different hats to stay on course towards your goal is going to be very, very difficult, right? To, to maintain that focus, to maintain that momentum, to maintain the discipline to get yourself there is almost impossible without having it chunked down into bite-sized pieces. So you know that where you're going all the time. And so that's why what I have developed is something called the summit goal mapping framework. So if you think, since you're visual, if you think of a mountain, right? 
And at the very top, that's your summit. That's what you're excited to get to. Because once you get up there, the views are beautiful and you accomplish something major because it's a heinous hike to the top, right? So think, I, I, I came up with this analogy when my husband and I were hiking and we got to this huge, it looked like a 90 degree climb forever. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? And in my mind, I stated, I'm like, okay, instead of just concentrating on getting to that top, I'm going to concentrate on just getting to the next point. And so I, in my head, I just kind of chunked it down. So this is the same concept, right? So how I work with my clients is I have the big summit goal has to be stretchy, has to be exciting, not just any goal, but then below that you break it down into quarters or 90 day goals. So what's it going to take for you to get there? What are the big actions that you need to be doing to create this business that's eight figures? And you chunk it down into what we call approach goals. So as you approach the summit, right? Mm. And then underneath each approach goal, approach goal could be something like um, get onto 10 podcasts or um, create a marketing strategy underneath that you have to have your action steps. So what actions are you going to take to get yourself on to 10, 10 podcasts? Does that make sense? Oh, a hundred percent. And I could stretch metaphors all day. So then I'm going to start thinking about it's like, well, one, if I'm with you and I'm looking up that 90 degree thing, I'm just like, get me to the next warming hut, get me to the next warming hut. So I have to like have the emotional sensory connection to what that goal is so that I, it comes to life for me. Um, and then I also think about like, are my boots comfortable? And, you know, do I have, I don't know, protein bars to sustain me as I go. So I could do this all day. I am hundred percent on board with you, Midori. And so I want to step back though and ask like, how did you get into this or stumble on it or discover, wow, my life is different now that I started goal mapping. <laughs> it well, yeah. So I've been an entrepreneur for almost, um, let's say 25 plus years. I don't want to age myself too much yet. Uh, so a, a long, long time. And back when I started my first business, I started with my husband, we were just out of college and the business grew fairly quickly. And then we had two kids and then we bought another property. So, you know, we had a lot going on and all of a sudden I realized, holy good God, what has happened? I am so stressed out. I am so spread thin. I am just, I have anxiety coming out my ears and I think I'm going to lose my mind. And then of course that led to burnout. And so that went on for a period of time. And I finally realized, okay, I need to come up with strategies. I need to come up with a plan of how I'm going to handle this because I literally, honestly, I was losing my mind. This was one of the components that I created. I didn't call it the summit goal mapping framework, but I just kind of had a way of doing it. And since I've been doing this for so long, I have refined it. I've seen what works. I also have gone through so many trainings. So in like the summit goal mapping framework, I have a component in there that helps you build up habits, positive habits, good habits. So if someone is doing this, what you want to do is as you hit those goals, those, those big approach goals that make a big difference and you getting to your summit, give yourself a reward. So mm -hmm. this is part of building up positive habits is Every time you accomplish something that is pretty significant, if you're giving yourself a reward, you will do it more often until the point where it just becomes part of your DNA, it becomes part of your cycle. And no, I totally get that. Although it's actually kind of interesting too, because some of us, 
are attracted to pleasure in others, it's just the amazing feeling of this, like reducing your overwhelm, that reduction in stress is its own reward. Because I, I am always curious in your own personal story, when did you start to see that this is working for you? And, and like, what was that first step? It's like, because if you have this experience and you're creative, is are you also have, um, I don't know whether you're artistic or crafty. Do you say like, I can do this because I already have a whiteboard and some cute pens or like, how did you start to know this is making a difference? Yeah. So for me, I just kept it really simple. I did, you know, when I first did it, I got out a piece of paper and I pin and I just wrote it out. Um, and then I got more sophisticated and I put it on the computer, but I have clients who are very artistic. And so they will take it. They, you know, I have templates for them, but they do their own thing and they have their markers out and it just looks stunning when they create it. But that really is what helps them. So getting to the other part of your question where you said, how did I know it was working? Because I didn't feel as overwhelmed because I noticed I wasn't going after shiny objects all over the place. Right. And so, oh, wow. saying, so it reduces the distraction. That's it. You know what you're doing each week. Mm-hmm. And you are clear your bit. So we talked about visualization, right? You see what mm-hmm. it looks like. You see where you're going. You're getting excited by it. It has to be, I, I can't say this enough. When you set your big summit goal, it has to be stretchy and it has to be exciting. If Can you explain not, what stretchy means? Yeah. So stretchy, we all have the safety box. Think mm-hmm. of a box, right? And as long as you don't go outside of the box, you're safe. Mm-hmm. right? So you're playing it safe. That's also really boring. And people who always play it safe end up not in general, end up not as happy, especially if you're an entrepreneur or someone with, with big goals, you're never going to be satisfied playing in that, that box, right? I actually call it, I take it, adapt it from Scott Belsky's book, the messy middle. Um, that it's because it happens a lot you know, for me working with individuals in the media space, to your point that being there and I hundred percent agree with you, the false sense of safety to me is actually one of the most unsafe place you can be because you were guaranteed in my business not to succeed. Now you're just crowded and it doesn't mean, and, and so I, I think now I get where you're going with stretchy. It's like, you don't have to be wildly like out there on a perch on your own. It's just right? is just getting a little bit further. Knowing that is uncomfortable. So so the reason why I say stretchy or getting uncomfortable or pushing yourself beyond your comfort zone, however you want to phrase it is because it's been proven that those who do that consistently are more successful and their confidence builds. And it makes sense. Absolutely. And the muscle memory and and what you gain for, yeah, each time. Oh yeah. Yeah. So whether resilience is a big part of my business and that's one of the things you're talking about building up. Oh yeah. You're going to get punched in the gut. So you better know where you're going, right? It's just part of it. Especially if you're in the media, you're going to get punched in the gut. You're going to knock out at your knees, entrepreneur or in the media. It's all the same. You're that's just part or of something's going to happen like a pandemic that you, nobody could have planned for. So, right. Uh-huh. And so depending on the resources you've built up within yourself, wait, so when we talked about visualization, are, do you also like believe, do you do vision boards and the whole sidebar of that? Or is this part of it? Well, I used to do, I started out by doing vision boards when I, mm. when I went through that, you know, I told you I was, I started that first business all those years ago. And I was, I went through a depression actually for about six months. And the first thing that I learned was to do a vision board. So that was kind of the beginning. Now I think they're great, but um, I have other ways of doing it. And it's every morning I do a visualization and a meditation. And this is what I work on with my clients too, because it is our, our mental 
our brain, the things that we can do with our cabeza are amazing. It's like magic that we have control of and it's free once you learn how to use it effectively and correctly. And so that's now more of what, where I focus on um, helping with the visualization. I'm so into this. So I have some specific questions then. One, you know, what is an actual step one? And then I'm going to stack and we can come back to this too. I've experienced in my life and I deal with this with clients is understanding what can you realistically accomplish in 90 days? Because, uh, so I just want to talk about like understanding that and how, and how you build into that, because um, that's where I've seen many people like quit because they had these wildly lofty goals. Right. Or maybe yes. to your point that if you'd mapped it, you would have understood like it couldn't, it, it just doesn't happen that fast. It takes time to do, it takes time to think even it takes time, you know, to give yourself time to dream. And many of my most successful clients are really, oh yeah. Like I spent, you know, six months working on my vision statement. I'm like, thank you. Instead of like the idea I spent an afternoon. So anyway, that was my long winded thing. I'll give the floor back to you, Midori, to explain like, how do you understand one, like what those chunks look like and what can you can accomplish in those 90 days so you can stay on task and not implode. Yeah. So with this, when you're setting up your approach goals, again, the approach goals are the 90 day goals or your quarterly goals. Mm-hmm. Use numbers, use measurements as much as you can, because then you can see how far off you are. Right. So if we use, go back to the example of getting on 10 podcasts, right. right? As you're going through the quarter, what I always have my clients do is let's hit the six week quarter is 90 days, right? So when you get to the halfway, so six weeks, go back and look and see how you're doing. Have you gotten on any or are you not? And at that point you need to reevaluate. Okay. What's going on? What am I doing? That's not getting me onto these podcasts or am I crushing it? Have I already like gotten on 10 great podcasts and Now I'm going to bump that up and I'm going to add on another 10 because I'm such a badass and I'm doing so good on this, right? So put in numbers as much as you can. So that way you can see how successful you are. And if you're not succeeding in that area so that you can take a informed approach to what's going on. But what I'm going to get back to is one big challenge that we've talked about is getting distracted. Mm -hmm. So the more that you have this written down, the more that you know what you need to be doing every week, every month, every day, you're going to achieve it a lot better. And also when you first start using the, whether it's summit goals or some other type of framework, there's also something called OKRs, you know, whatever you're using. What is an OKR for anyone listening? It stands for objectives and key results. This is what Google, Twitter, Amazon, all these huge organizations use OKRs. Summit goals are built off of that, but really designed more for smaller organizations or for an individual. So that's, that's the main difference. And then I have the habit building in there too. Mm -hmm. Um, But whatever system you're using, I don't care, but you need to have it measurable. So you know, if, if it's working or not, and you need to look at it consistently every single day, just keep on looking at it. The next part of it is who are you accountable to? This is like that one, two punch, right? So if you say, let's, let's use a framework that everyone, or an analogy that everyone's familiar with. Let's say you you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to get ready for the Boston marathon. I've never even run a mile before, but I'm going to do it. Okay. As long as you have, you know, the legs and the, the ability, 
awesome. Of course you can do it, but you're going to get a coach to help you. And when you have that coach, you're going to show up, even if you feel a little bit sick or tired because it was a hard day, you're going to show up and you're going to work harder, right? And you're going to consistently do it. If you have a coach, chances are you are going to do much better and you're actually going to show up to that start line and run that Boston Marathon. Make sense? So, right. So, I mean, I know that you do coaching too. So if someone has a coach that they are being accountable to, or they have a peer group that they are accountable to, that's that one, two punch to keep you focused on that lane that you're going on. It's funny you use that example because I use it all the time because, uh, the media space or communication and presentation and public speaking, is as I'm sure you well know, um, a very vulnerable space. And one of those things, you know, people would rather whatever, get their wisdom teeth removed than having to speak in public. So it's funny enough, I often say to people, would, would you run a marathon without actually preparing? Because I can't tell you how often I get the panic call that, you know, the launch is tomorrow or the thing, and they didn't budget training. To, they didn't budget anything about communicating their brand. If they have, if they're, speaking about it because it's the, the desire to avoid it. And I'm, and so speaking to so much you're talking about, about building good habits and small measurable tasks on a daily or weekly basis. I mean, five minutes a day of just doing, you know, small things in my space, huge benefits, huge benefits. Yeah. I have this one client who um, started with us and she has big time ADHD. Like she's always talking about her ADHD. And if you see like her, she has a notebook that she carries around and is filled with amazing things, but she's so high ADHD that she'll come up with beautiful, incredible ideas, but she doesn't execute. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter. Oh, let's speak more to that because that is so huge in my space. So many people have creative ideas for shows, for ideas, for products, for anything, and the inability to execute. So obviously you and your program, and we'll talk, talk more about that, are, are really key. But like, again, can you repeat the why being able to do this is the thing, the thing, the glue, the, the magic sauce that allows you to go from idea to execution? Because it makes it so clear, because it's written down. You know, if you're, if you're trying to go to from California to New York, if you're driving, you better have a map, right? Or else who knows where you're going to end up. And so it's the same way with business. So going back to my Jen, who um, is who I'm talking about, the ADHD person, and actually my son has it too. And so what she has found is that having this map written out, and she and I have worked one-on-one, so we've gotten very clear on what it looks like, but she shows up consistently to her accountability pod. So they're keeping her focused. She can't go off too much. And then when she just naturally, because it's really hard for her not to, you know, come up with something else that she wants to do, right? They bring her back because, you know, it's ADHD, it's, it's tough, but no, it, it is. also is a gift because they work fast, but you have to learn how to harness it. I love that. And quite honestly, in my own cases, I use a bullet journal, which I hacked all over the place. But to your point, I have pages that I've called brainstorms so that when I'm in the middle of something and, um, oh my God, that would be so great. I'm so interested. And I could go down that rabbit hole. It goes onto that page so that I can honor the idea and reduce any anxiety because otherwise it might be percolating and, and put it somewhere and then stay on task. Because to your point for years, I was just like, well, that's interesting. And then the internet and social media is just 
well, it's terrible. No, because I mean, it's so massively distracting that it is, it is. Um, and if you have any sorts of resistance or easily direct, you know, distracted, it's, I think um, all of us now have, have some level of ADHD, don't you think? Oh, because absolutely. Of- <laughs> but so to your point, so when people have ideas, it's, it, it's my version of having an idea file is somewhere that it can go and go back to. Cause also when you go back later, you can be like, wow, that's actually a really interesting idea that has legs or go back and go, Okay, that was like the dumbest thing I've ever come up with. Or you know, it and it doesn't fit anymore. Right, you know, or whatever. It just it's, just, yeah. it's just not worth pursuing is my point. So um, it's my own, I'm my own accountability pod with that one, but it's the same idea is to honor your ideas, but you don't have yes. to act on every idea that pops into your head. And to write <laughs> it down is so smart because then it takes it out of your head so yeah. that you can move on to something else. So that's it's, actually a very strategic uh, discipline to have. So you're not thinking about it constantly and then you're not concentrating on what you really should be concentrating it's on. It's funny. I borrowed it from Brene Brown because she was always about, you know, honor your anxiety. And, it, you know, when you write it down and get it in front of you, then you can deal with it. And I was like, you can apply that to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, the same thing with ideas. 100%. So talk to me about how your program works. You've mentioned it a little bit, but I want to get interested because you have both mindset coaching as well as your fuel to fire accountability group. So can you talk a little bit about each one? Yeah, well, it's all tied in. So I've been doing mindset and, um, you know, the mental game for a long time. And that's a huge thing that I believe in. I love it. So I'm interrupting you only to say, can you talk a little bit about that? Because it's such a huge, it's so important. And some people kind of glaze over because they want it. If they're doers, they don't understand the mindset Mm -hmm. component. And I'm like, what a difference that just changing the way you think completely changes your results. Yeah. So getting back to the story I told in the very beginning where my company was, it took over my life. Um, and I went through a depression. So that went on for about six months and I'm not a downer, you know, I'm just kind of a positive personality. And so I got sick of myself, (laughs) my depression. And so I went out looking for solutions of, you know, what am I going to do now? I can't, I hate my business and I'm starting to hate everything involved, including my husband, you know, and I just, I was pointing fingers all over and I felt like I was stuck. I didn't know what to do. And so I went to a business conference in Florida and I met this gentleman named Doug Bench and he taught me the concept of neuroplasticity. That was the beginning of me realizing that, oh my gosh, this thing in our head, inside our brain has so much power. And the beauty of it is we have control of that. So getting back to what I just mentioned, neuroplasticity, if you think of um, all those, those connections in our brain, we can manipulate them and move them around simply by the way that we think, right? So if you meet someone who is a negative Nelly and everything around them seems to be just falling apart and all this bad stuff is having, it's because they're inviting it in because they're negative Nellies. However, if you rewire your brain to be more positive and look for optimism and, and intentionally find ways to turn a situation around in your head and make it into a positive, you will become more positive. And guess what happens? Positive things start happening to you, right? So this applies to anything. If you are, if you grew up and you were never an athlete, but you want to now go run, let's just stick with the Boston Mountain Marathon idea. You want to go run this marathon and be and feel like an athlete. You can. And it's just by reprogramming your brain. We have so much power. That's why I'm such a proponent of this is that I see people go through all their lives fighting it 
and being unhappy in their lives. And it's because they haven't learned the power of changing their mindset and how quickly it can actually happen and how much better their life can be once they, they grab hold of that, that concept. Yeah. Just to validate that fairly recently, you know, in my lifetime, uh, you know, when I was a kid, you couldn't do this, but I, what I was going to say is brain scans now show that the power of this and also in treating um, a lot of disease is the fact that through neuroplasticity and what we're talking about, you actually create positive neural pathways and you can increase those. So it's, you are not doomed to this. And so we're in a place where, cause so many people will say people don't change. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I patently disagree with that. But anyway, the, the, the data exists because it used to be in this kind of seen as fuzzy and woo woo. Now science. Yeah. We're, we're talking about a growth mindset, right? Yeah. So there's also the, the limiting mindsets and all of that. So there's a lot of studies, just to your point, there's a lot of research, a lot of well done studies to validate what we're talking about. Yeah. And that you can actually, your you know, brain scan will show the, mm -hmm. the, the, the neural pathways have changed. And so, um, so these, so if one, if somebody signs up for the fuel, the fire accountability group, the, the mindset component is a part of it. Yeah. I, I weave it into so much every time I talk with my, so with, let me just kind of back up because I'm going to jump all over the place. So let me try to get myself organized right now. So with fuel, the fire, it's a really simple concept. We help with the goal mapping. So we help you set up your summit goal maps. And then we have the accountability pods, which are four to six people in each pod. And then we also have, on top of that, we have some mentorship. We have Mindset Monday, where we kick off our week. Um, I do a 10-minute visualization with the clients, helping them visualize their goals and where they're going and, and what steps they're going to take that week to get them there. Um, so that's part of where the mindset comes in, but then I weave it into everything else. Like I mentioned, I put it into the summit goals because when you have these certain little actions that you're doing without you even realizing it, you're reprogramming your mind, as well as in the accountability pods, we have facilitators in each one. We have a way, a system that they use that also is creating success, a success mindset and a success pattern in there. So that's all included without having to come out and say, Hey, this is about mindset. Um, everything is very mm -hmm. intentional because I don't want to just have clients that are coming in with goals. I want them to, to feel empowered. I want them to change and evolve as an entrepreneur, as a person that's where the real gifts are. And, and I see, I have a client who came to me. Oh, I love this client. She came to me and um, she started to feel the fire when we, when we launched a year and a half ago. And her name is Dr. Lene. And she's a, she was a full-time professor at that point. And I remember her saying to me, Midori, I, um, I really don't want to be teaching full-time anymore. I want to get my business going, but I'm not an entrepreneur. These were her words. I'm not an entrepreneur. And I'm just all over the place. I feel overwhelmed and blah, 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 blah. Like she just, you could just tell her brain was going all over. Fast forward, she, this, this quarter, she reduced her units to only eight units. Um, her financial goal was to break six figures. She did that four months early and she now sees herself as a full entrepreneur because we have worked on the mindset part and she's had so many wins along the way that now this is just who she is. So her momentum 
is going so fast that the last conversation we had was she's feeling so stretched out and scared because this is now like, you know, with business, you go through these growing pains as you evolve. It's just part of business. And it's a good thing. That's mean, that means that you're being successful and that's the point that she's at. And so now that's the challenge that we're dealing with. I'm like, I gotcha. I've been doing this for so long. And so I know what you're going through and I can, I can help you, but that's how much she has evolved as an entrepreneur in less than two years. Incredible. How do people find you? They can just go to, well, you know, what I would like to do is if this is of interest for your audience, I would love to share the summit goal mapping training with them. And so all they have to do is just go to fuelthefire.co. So it's fuelthofire.co forward slash goals. And that's where they can get it. That's and fantastic. And videos um, so that they can set up theirs and start doing them. That's incredible. Oh, such a pleasure to meet you. Thank, thank you. you, Barbara. I'm delighted. And I want to thank you for listening to Camera Ready and Able. And if you are interested in media coaching for you or your team, please shoot me a note and please be sure to visit ableintermedia.com and download my free ebook, 12 Tips for Success on Camera. And as always, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Thank you.